Hi guys, today we're going to talk about two things. Number one, how to leverage your time as an alternative to private lessons. Number two, as a result of leveraging your time, you're going to learn how to earn more money from knowledge you already have. Thanks for pressing play. You're listening to Behind the Note Podcast, brought to you by a musician for musicians. Here, you will get advice toward a successful music career. This show is made to educate, inspire, motivate, and empower. Now, here is your host, Chris Davis. Hello, everybody. Thank you so much for pressing play. We have a great episode today. First of all, it's episode number 10. Yes, I want to celebrate. I mean, it's early on. It's a little too early to celebrate, but it's a small victory to have 10 episodes up. And I'm really enjoying doing this for you guys. And I hope that you're also enjoying listening. And, and I hope that you're learning. And on that note, I want to say please take time, if you've been listening, to rate and review and subscribe to this podcast on iTunes and Stitcher Radio and SoundCloud. I haven't mentioned SoundCloud or Stitcher until right now, but we can be found there also. Now, back to the topic at hand. Whenever I tell people that I'm going to be teaching lessons, the first thing they say is, oh, you mean like Skype or private lessons? And then they say, oh, that's good, because they think they know what I'm talking about, but they don't really know what I'm talking about. I'm talking about leveraging your time in such a way that you don't have to teach one person at a time, one-on-one. The thing is, trading time for money is a dead end. And there's a place for that. However, there's also a time to expand. Skype lessons and private lessons are necessary and they have their place. At the same time, they're limiting because there's only one you and you can only do one thing at a time. What if you want to make yourself more available to more people? For example, this podcast you're listening to right now. I'm recording this one time, but thousands of people will listen to it. Hundreds of people will listen to it by the end of the week. And that's what I mean when I say leverage your time expand your reach. So we're going to talk about how to do that. And I have the perfect person to talk on talk on this because he's doing it and he's doing a good job. Today's guest is owner of freejazzlessons.com where he has over 60,000 visitors per month. He's also the creator of Premium Jazz Lessons and the Jazz Masters Method. Our guest today has also performed with four-time Grammy Award winner Buddy Guy and two-time Grammy Award winner Coco Taylor, among many other established, polished musicians. It's my privilege to present to you today, pianist Steve Nixon. Thank you, Steve, so much for joining us on the program today. Chris, it's great to be here. Thank you so much for having me. So I want to start, uh, first of all, by talking about your your musical career. I want to know, first, how long you've been playing piano? And then, secondly, how long have you been playing piano professionally? Well, I've been playing piano since I was a kid. So um, I got real serious about it as a late teenager. Um, in terms of 
professionally, well, my first paid gig was when I was 19 years old. I played for a local community college dance troupe, and I uh, I wrote a little piece of music for it, and I hired my drummer friend. So that was that was the first time that money was exchanged hands as far as uh, music went. Um, but in terms of playing full time for a living, pretty much day one or day two since you know I moved to Chicago, that was I believe in the year 2001. Uh, at that point, so we're recording this interview in 2014. So I've been doing full time for 13 years now. That's really nice to be able to do that consistently is a real blessing. Thank you, man. Thank you. Well, it's either it's either a blessing or a curse depending on how you look at it. You know. Yes. So I know that you have pretty much established yourself very well in the blues scene and you play with people like Buddy Guy and Coco Taylor and that's just a couple of names how did you get into that circle first things first when I so kind of going back to the earlier parts of my career I, I I really enjoy a lot of different styles of music and most of my serious training is in jazz but when I first moved to Chicago I networked and tried to play in a lot of different styles when I first moved to town, I thought I was going to be like a solo piano jazz guy and just doing a lot of jazz gigs and stuff, but it didn't didn't really work out like that. It just the the blues and the rock and the funk guys are the ones that started hiring me first, and that was okay. It wasn't like oh man, I gotta I gotta move on and you know like I'm just gonna do this stuff because really I I just want to be playing jazz. You know I'm, I I see merit in a lot of different styles. You can. If you play something at a really high level, you can, or at least aspire to, you know, anything can be a great style of music. So I was playing with all these different musicians. And then as, you know, I started kind of moving up the musical food chain and meeting more and more people and trying to, you know, expand my, you know, my context, I just started getting more in touch with people who were actually doing some higher level stuff in blues. So one of my good friends um, was really, you know, on top of the blue scene. And he mentioned that a couple people who were national acts were looking for keyboard players, one of that uh, being Ronnie Baker Brooks. And I actually reached out to Ronnie and told him, hey, man, I heard you're looking for a keyboard player. And, um, you know, we ended up touching base and because uh, we had mutual friends in common. I passed the audition, so to speak, and the rest was history. Really nice, man. That's a good story. I want to tell the audience here, I want to tell the listeners how I came to know of you. It's pretty interesting, I think. 2012, December, I just got an iPhone and I saw an app that said podcast and I had no clue what a podcast was. So I opened up the app and I'm going through the search and then I found a smart passive income podcast by Pat Flynn. And at that time he had 52 sessions and I'm scrolling through them. Okay, well, which one do I want to listen to first? And then I saw the headline, how jazz. And when I saw jazz, that was it for me. Cause I'm, I'm like thinking I'm a jazz musician. So he had my attention from there. It said how jazz musician Steve Nixon started an online dot, 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 dot. So I was like, oh, man, jazz musician, smart passive income. I got to see what this is about. <laughs> and so that was my introduction to Steve Nixon. And so, guys, I encourage you to go listen to that episode, first of all, because I'm sure we won't cover everything that was covered in that episode of Smart Passive Income, Session 52. But that, that was my introduction to Steve and he, Steve is doing some really great things online, and I want him to share with us what he's doing and how he's doing what he's doing. So, 
Steve, I, I saw a couple of things when I was looking for you. I noticed that you have stevenixonmusic.net and you have freejazzlessons.com. Tell us about both of those, will you? stevenixonmusic.net, that's my personal website. And to be honest with you, that's what I started with my career with. And, and you know, musicians need their own website these days. I mean, that's, that's, it's been like that for, for at least a decade where you really need your own space in line so people can check you out or you can put recordings online or, you know, if you have students or a band or, you know, whatever you're trying to share musically, there's a place that people can, you know, do some research on you or you can share with, you know, quickly your music with other people. So I guess that's my, my personal space online. Now, to be honest with you, most of my uh, business in terms of people finding me at this point is on freejazzlessons.com, which is a jazz education website that I started in the year 2011. That really just kind of started for fun. It wasn't meant to be something super huge, and but it, it completely took off. Um, at this point, it's getting over 60,000 visits per month. And that's really where, where people are, are, you know, most of the people online are interacting with me at this point. How did freejazzlessons.com come to be? I, I've always liked the concept of, of, of the power of, of interacting with people online and, and the leveraging capabilities of, of the fact that, like, listen, you know, right now you and I are talking. And, and we actually, by the way, for people who are listening, Chris and I actually both live in Chicago. But, you know, it's, it's a lot of times you can talk to people one-on-one. They'll be all over the country. But if you're trying to share a message or whatever, and then you're just doing something on the one-to-one level, it's not always as big as it recording something and sharing it with thousands of people. So that's always kind of intrigued me. I ended up, I bought some, a lot of domain names at one point. Cause I, you know, just casually kind of looked up um, some more internet type stuff. And one of which was freejazzlessons.com. So I was actually touring with Ronnie Baker Brooks. We were in, I think we were either in Brazil or Norway, and I had just finished a gig, man, and I was teaching one of my students in Chicago over Skype. And I listen, man, I love music and I love working. I mean, I'm, I'm a very hard worker, but, you know, there's only so many hours in a day. So I was just, I, I mean, I even when I toured full-time, I still had a uh, full studio of, of students I was working with and, and it was working like 70, 80 hours a week, man, Skype lessons. And I realized that A, I was getting tired because of all the work I was going in. And then second of all, you know, for any people who are listening to this podcast who are also music teachers, every student is different. But then again, at the same time, there are certain fundamental pieces of musical information everybody needs to know, you know? So I, can't, I found myself talking a lot about the same music theory concepts piano technique or posture or ways of improvising over different chord progressions or here's some fundamental licks that really have a lot of uh, vocabulary for people to study or you know like here's some here's some chord substitutions so you know fundamental things that everybody needs to know and I was teaching this stuff over and over you know like 15 times a week and I said you know what let me put throw a couple of this stuff on on video you know, I just put it out there. It'll be fun. I'll put it on freejazzlessons.com. We'll see how it goes. Put them on YouTube also. Typical musician, like I said, I was working tons of hours per week and, and, and touring, and I get busy. Put them online, after, and, and I get busy, and I didn't really do anything with them for two or three months. And just had a little bit of a lull in my schedule, and I looked at it again a couple months later, and I said, oh, you know, let's let's see what's going on with these these lessons here. 
And I really didn't think a lot of people were going to be watching them. I, I mean, I hoped they would, but it just didn't, you know, I was like, ah, oh, nobody's really going to be into these that much. But I had like 30 subscribers on YouTube. It's like, really? Oh, okay. And I noticed that the site was getting a little traffic too. So like I said, a little bit of a little in my schedule. I was like, well, let me do a couple more of these and put them up. And I started getting a couple of emails from people. I got an email from somebody from Taiwan. I got an email from somebody from Ukraine. Hey, Steve, I love your lessons. Put some more up. And I was like, yeah, right. This is a joke. This is a spam email, right? <laughs> so <laughs> uh, it wasn't, though. It wasn't. So uh, slowly the, the traffic started going up, and I started hearing more and more from people. People started subscribing to my YouTube lessons. started putting more and more stuff up. People started subscribing to the email list. And before I know it, man, it just became like something where thousands of people were coming per month. So I can't say that I set out and I was like, listen, man, this is my whole online strategy. I'm going to build this huge, you know, jazz education website. It was not like that at all. It turned into that, but it was literally just something I was going to do for fun to kind of spread the message and maybe a little bit promotional and at bare minimum, at least a couple of my students in Chicago would hopefully enjoy the videos. So that is the uh, the start of freejazzlessons.com. Initially, you weren't set out to gain an audience through YouTube, but that's what it became. So I want to know if you changed your strategy as far as trying to get people through YouTube to come to your website. If you want to look at it purely from a from a business standpoint, you could say, yes, I, I mean, I've changed my strategy multiple times. But more realistically, what it is, is that I am I actually have an audience now and I'm it's more along the lines of I'm trying to serve my audience the best way I can. And so that's really been the shift of it is that I, I, I have a, you know, when you throw some videos first online, who's your audience? Well, you envision the, maybe the people that would be watching it, but now, now I've got thousands of people and, and people writing into me and telling me what they like and what they don't like. So that in itself is more informative than anything else. So yes, that is a strategy change, but it's it's because like I actually know who I'm who I'm interacting with at this point. So I really want to get out of you. How did you get from almost zero to thousands? What what did you do there? Well, it didn't happen like overnight. And this isn't like a VH1 story where you know made for Hollywood movie or like. Yeah. <laughs> They all of a sudden, you know, one of my videos went viral and all, and I've got like, you know, record producers knocking on my door. So it's, that's not how it works for 99% of musicians in their careers. You know, it's, it's a slow methodical build. So I, I mean, the more stuff I put out, the, the more it got built up. And then I learned more about how to actually interact with people through a website. Now, for some people listening, they might say, well, what do you mean interact? Like, uh, you know, can't you just put stuff up there and then, and then people interact with you? Yes, you can do that. But then there's also a way of like, well, how do you follow up with people? You know, how do you engage people so they feel at home on your site. Um, you know, how, how, how can you help people to sign up for your email list so they can stay in touch and get more lessons if they want them? Um, how do you build a sense of community? So, um, you know, it's, it, it, it gradually built, it's still growing, you know, it's still not even anywhere near where it could be. Um, but I, I can't say that like, listen, I got seven visitors on the first day and then two months later it was at 60,000. It wasn't like that. It was, it's been an upward slope, but it's been, it's, I mean, man, I got a, so much stuff on there. I've got a ton of free blog posts and videos 
and um, and courses that that people enjoy and they pass around and DVDs and stuff. So you know, essentially, if I could put it like really simply, it's just the fact that I I, I keep engaging in providing value for people, and I think that's what. Uh, has been the build, you know, and, and eventually word gets out. So I just want to ask you about one technique. There's there's clearly a difference in teaching someone in person and then via Skype or through a video. So I want to know from you, what did you what techniques have you found to work so that your students that are not physically with you still learn? OK, yeah, that's that's a good question. OK, so. One of the things about teaching in person is that, so let's say you and I are sitting in a room right now, man. I'm like, hey, you know, check out this lick. And you were talking about playing over a particular chord progression. So you don't need to tell me whether or not you understand what I'm talking about because I can see it in your face, right? I can I can get like, okay, Chris understands this concept. Or you can play it back right away and I can be like, hold up, man. You know, you got to articulate more on the end of two. Or, or like, ah, oh, no, you need to lay back a little bit more on the beat. But... When I'm teaching to a video camera, there are people who are using my using the the stuff I'm putting on there, but I can't hear them play. I mean, and I've gotten a lot better every time I every every video I do, I improve this process. But it's being very, very, very focused in terms of what the message that you want to deliver on video. So it's actually, I mean, I'm not I'm not going in with a with a script and, and like it's a Hollywood movie, but I'm, I'm very clear in terms of what I want to accomplish in each video. Whereas when you're working with a student one-on-one, you can have a game plan, but sometimes the lesson is actually designed by both people. You know, it's like we go in and we say, okay, these are the things I want to accomplish. But if I hear that, Hey, you know, you're, you're dragging the time on this particular lick that could then the lesson could then spiral into like, Hey, let's talk more about technique or talk about how to develop your time feel, you know, then it becomes something in in by itself. Whereas, you know, the video, it has to be very focused and, and with a game plan in mind. And some of that also has to do with production skills as well, like actually knowing how to create like a four minute video or a five minute video that is entertaining and at the same time informative as well. So it's so the video is way more structured and, and I guess in certain ways almost uh, planned out than like teaching a lesson one on one. I think you just said two key things, which is entertain and inform. Right, exactly, exactly. Because doing freejazzlessons.com has been really eye opening for me, man. Because I I had almost forgotten in certain ways that I'm talking to another professional musician right now, and I, and I am I don't know how many people listen. To this are also going to be professional musicians. This but... podcast is for musicians. Okay, great, great, great. Yeah. So. Um, sometimes you forget that that other people you're teaching, this is just a hobby for them. And this is something that's fun is enriching their lives. Whereas us, we may have spent thousands of hours in the practice room. And this is very, very serious business. And so um, you have to find a way to not only deliver deep value and not water down the message, but at the same time, make it fun for people while they're learning this stuff. And especially jazz which is, listen, man, you know, there's, it's a complex style, you know, there's a lot going on there, but that doesn't mean that you can't make it fun for people. That's sort of the thing that I've, I've picked up over the course of, you know, working with all these thousands of people is that, is that they're, you know, they're looking for, for education slash entertainment at the same time as well. Yes, that is very true. That's a good lesson. Thank you for pointing that out. Guys, I love what Steve is doing. 
I wanted to have him on the podcast because, in my opinion, a lot of people are not doing what he's doing. So I was hoping that he would teach us, you know, educate us on another world, a whole a whole other way of teaching. And I personally like what you're doing because I kind of get frustrated in the classroom because it's only four walls and I can only teach maybe 100 students. You know what I mean? And then I have to wait a whole nother school year. And so it's a slow process. But the Internet is a whole nother story. It and is. Yes. So I, I learned uh, from, I think, freejazzlessons.com that for the people who are really serious about learning, you offer a few different products. I, I noticed a, a blues DVD and a uh, jazz masters method DVD. Is that right? Yeah, that's correct. Correct. And I also have a, um, a monthly course as well for, for real serious, you know, people who are really serious about improving their, their talent. Um, I have a premium jazz lessons monthly course as well, where we go over a lot of techniques. So yeah, there's, there's, there's definitely more premium type courses. So the site is set up. There's, it's, there's free lessons on there. You know, there's all kinds of little tips on chord progressions and licks and, and, um, you know, how, here's how I would approach uh, playing spread voicings, which is for some, some of the people listening who aren't piano players, it's a particular type of, uh, you know, real nice sounding, just open jazz piano chord voicings. And we'll play, you know, little samples. Here's how maybe I would use it on satin doll, or here's a little reharm of all the things you are. And, you know, the, you could do, you could do 15 years worth of videos on, on a tune like that, but, you know, just kind of helping people out and, and it's, you know, each video I try to make it as engaging as possible, but there are a lot of people who want more. They want like a specific course or, or a method. Um, they want much deeper stuff than what can be kind of taught in like a five minute video. And that's where the, where the courses come in. How do you produce these things? What goes into that? A lot goes into that. A lot goes into that. So, for for example, the the blues DVD I did um, and the Jazz Masters Method DVD I did, I came out. I actually wrote out the exactly how I was kind of like almost a storyboard of how I was going to go about doing it. Now I've been teaching people music for for seventeen years, and so. I can usually do the teaching in one take, but in terms of how I'm going to connect the whole DVD together and make, make it a uniform piece. So it's, you know, so it's all dealing with the same type of concept and, and, and it's more structured and formatted. That's where I work that stuff out. I have video cameras. I have a real nice video camera. I've got a real nice Mac, do all the editing on there. Um, I, I do a lot of stuff with, I'll separate the audio and the video to make sure that the audio level is really, really good. I have, I have lapel microphones, um, for when I'm talking to the camera so people can hear me really well. I'm, I do a ton of text on screen also. So people like to learn in, in, this is the other thing that I've, I've learned from, from this website is that people learn in different ways. And we, we all kind of know that, but uh, I actually have like data now to see like how, what people interact with, which is, which is very cool. And it gives me an opportunity to help people. So I put a ton of text on screen. I'll, I'll, I'll show people the chords I'm playing. We'll talk through it. We'll talk the music theory, the concept behind it. Plus I'm writing the text on screen as well of like, you know, the notes, because some people, some people want to see that on screen as well. 
And I also have notation and MIDI files as well. So I'm trying to like, you know, really get people to learn in, in, in a multimedia way. Um, so there's a lot of production involved with these videos. This isn't my free videos. There's maybe a little bit less production, but the courses, you know, it's, it's, it's like serious work, man. It's just the same as if someone was going into the recording studio and recording, you know, a CD or DVD that they were going to be putting on the radio. I am currently in Podcasters Paradise. Uh, that's something that John Lee Dumas is hosting. And they are yes. constantly putting up new material. And when I first joined, I thought it was plenty. I'm, I'm, I was thinking there's no way I could possibly get through this. And they still are adding things. So is, is, your, is your premium jazz lesson similar? Yes, yes, okay. yes. Very put up. I put up between two to three hours of of very in-depth video every month very 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 in-depth video every month plus a whole system of jam tracks what i'm doing is i'm taking tunes and i'm and i'm building a whole arrangement around them and and notating the whole thing and so there's three different levels of each arrangement too so it's set up for players of all different levels and then we have a whole chords library we have chords library, we have licks library, we have improv drills every month, and everything is fully notated because there's a lot of students who who like that notation. They come from a classical background. And so, um, so and then I also have students who like to learn it by ear. You know, they don't read it all. So, you know, there's, there's a ton of stuff in there. I keep hearing from people that and it's not meant to where people need to keep up every month. It's meant to be, you can work at your own pace, but I want to make sure that I'm providing a ton of value for people every month. And it's, it's like, you know, I got, I, I have a couple people work for me now trying to keep up the pace of, of the workload. It, it, you know, it requires a lot of time. It definitely does. So I, I like what I'm hearing because anybody who wants to learn how to play, they can come and learn at their own pace. They don't have to worry about keeping up with other people in the class. This is this sounds like a good thing to me. The, the course was designed so when I did the Jazz Masters Method DVD, I I found a hole in the market. There was something. There was I mean, the, man, there's so many great jazz products online and available, but there wasn't. And there's even some some jazz improvisation methods online as well but there wasn't something where people were sitting with a video and breaking down step by step here's the concept behind this person's lick or this person's lick or this person's lick and then and then breaking down the specific elements of improvisation and helping people build their own drills off of them you know almost like you were taking a private lesson in improvisation that was the hole in the market now, the premium jazz lessons was 99% designed by my students. It, it was literally just from them writing in and being like, hey, we want more information like this. We want more information like this. And I'm literally just like, you know, taking notes and, and, and wow, 45 people asked me for, for MIDI files. Okay, I probably should put that in the next product, you know. So it's, it's, it's something that's actually designed by students. Of course, I'm the content provider and I'm using my, you know, my skills in teaching and my knowledge of the style, but, but I'm, I'm using it based off of how they want to learn, if that makes sense. Yes, it makes perfect sense. And I'm glad you brought that up because I was going to ask you, how do you develop your curriculum? But you answered that the students are asking you, we need this, we need that. And so now you're providing it. 
What about exactly. what about the blues DVD? How did you develop that curriculum and the jazz masters method? How did you develop those curriculums? Okay, well, the blues DVD that was, um, you know, I didn't know as much about about business at, at that point, but I was I was touring and and playing blues pretty much full time, so that was something that I was really acclimated in that style. And I had a lot of students who were coming to me wanting to learn blues piano techniques. You know, I had some fans in the, in the blues piano world, so I, that's where I came out with the, with the DVD, and I planned on, I planned on, you know, selling it on gigs, and and um, you know, because there was a lot of piano players who were in the audience, so that was the the process there. There was, and it was literally that was just designed from from the method I had come up with from teaching hundreds of, maybe even thousands, if I'm thinking about it, of just blues piano lessons. You know, how how to introduce people to style through a step by step method. So they could potentially, you know, start playing with a blues band or, or, you know, be able to do, you know, a set of music playing blues by themselves, you know, solo piano blues. That was that was just it came from the knowledge of of the style. It didn't come from specifically people asking me, hey, like, can you do this? Because, you know, I, I kind of knew what people wanted, you know, from interacting with a lot of different students. So I also want to ask you about editing and teaching to the camera how much time went into editing versus teaching can you put can you put that into a percentage absolutely absolutely so a lot of time goes into editing and but the reason why that happens is because like i said i'm writing all this additional text on screen and i've learned how people interact with videos online so initially not that much i mean like i said the teaching is pretty much first or second take um sometimes i'll i'll stump stutter over a word or whatever but i've learned how to actually how to leave how to actually subtly leave space and just start it back over again and then kind of combine the takes so it's hard to tell so but that that doesn't really take that much time to do that cuz usually i do pretty good as far as that goes but we probably put into last month's premium content, we probably put about 15 hours into putting all the videos together, um, maybe even 16 to 17. Um, and that's just that's just for two and a half hours of video. Oh, I see. OK. But it's like I said, though, it's because it's 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 hyper focused and designed to be educational content. And so it's not. Um, you know, if I was going from more of a performance standpoint, there would be nowhere near that amount of editing. It would be like 30 minutes of editing. You know, it's, it's, it's for a different audience. Who's helping you? I got a guy. So the thing that was kind of, kind of challenging for me is that for me, editing is a very right brain process. I have my tastes. I know what I like. I know how I like the transitions in the video. I know how I want to sound on there. And it was, I kept on doing it over and over. The problem was I was working a ton of hours again. So what I ended up doing is I ended up taking a weekend and I was joked that it hurt my brain to do this, but I ended up slowly kind of digging through my process of how I went out editing videos. I documented it and thought through, okay, well, why do I, why do I decide to do a transition like this? What, what should my audio levels be? Um, Where should we put a a title screen in? And I documented it. And eventually I trained one of my former students to do this type of stuff. So he actually works for me every month and he does, he does a lot of the editing now. Now I supervise it and I double check his work, of course, but he's getting better and better every month to the point where it's, it's almost to the point where I don't have to interact with it that much because he gets it. Um, and then I have a, a guy who actually transcribes all my arrangements for me as well. And again, you know, I could easily transcribe my own arrangements, but 
it's, you know, just saving time so I can focus on teaching and providing value for people as opposed to sitting in a dark room with finale, you know, yes. <laughs> Uh, you know, use Finale. It's, you know, it's a useful program, but man, you know, it requires a lot of time of which I'd rather devote to other things. So yes, I do have help. And so tell us, how do you market your program? Well, it's real soft sell, you know, people, people really come to the site and, and it's available on the site. It's mentioned in, in various blog posts. I'll, I'll have samples of the courses online that people can look at, but it's, you know, I'm not, I'm not banging on people's doors. I'm not making anybody buy stuff there. People just want more information. You know, they want to go deeper and get more, you know, more stuff. And that's really what it comes about happening. The The courses just sort of market themselves. A lot of it's word of mouth too. You know, people, people like the DVDs or they like the, the monthly course and then they, they tell their friends about it. I know I was personally considering recommending it because someone asked me to help them improvise on piano just recently. Oh, nice. And nice. Um, when I heard this person play, I'm thinking they do not need my help. <laughs> but uh, someone like you, a, a professional pianist, would take him to the next level. I'm a trumpet player. You know what I'm saying? Thank you, Chris. And by the way, for those who haven't heard Chris play, Chris is Chris is a great player. Man, man, I, I checked out some of the stuff online. What a talent, man. I appreciate that, Steve. Thanks a lot, man. I have one more question for you. And I want to know who taught you about doing business on the internet and who helped you along the way? I have I have a very good friend by the name of Joe Lilly. And Joe has been very helpful for me through the years. He's the one who kind of taught me. He helped me set up the 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 now free jazz lessons has changed so much over the years it really has i mean especially as as more and more people interact with it and i've added so much more content but joe joe actually set up like you know day one first version of the site and and he helped me with it he kind of explained me the concept behind like how to how to share the information and 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 how to get the word out so, so Joe's been really helpful for me and he continues to provide me advice in terms of how to, you know, provide more value for people. Um, and, and Joe's a good guy, man. You have to be careful. There's a lot of charlatans in terms of, of building, building a community online. People who are looking to make money real quickly. And that's, that's never been my thing, man. I'm, I'm, I'm into building long-term relationships and in providing value and then in itself that's how that's how you you know you're going to make income for your family if you're going to do that if you provide value for people they'll they'll provide value for you so you'll see a lot of people online man they're they, you know go for the sale right away and and pound them with emails and you know all kinds of stuff then and that's not how you talk to musicians you know i'm a musician myself and that's not at all how i would want to be marketed to or even talked to so Joe is a good guy, man. And he's, he's, he, you know, that comes through when he mentored me in terms of, you know, sharing that with people. Hey man, think about yourself. What would you want? And so that's, that's been real helpful for me. Now, that being said, I, you know, I, I, I am very interested in entrepreneurship and, and the internet. So after years of, you know, going through stuff, I've learned a lot from a lot of people, Pat Flynn, who, who Chris mentioned is, 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 I've learned a lot from him. He's, and he's actually become a friend of mine as well. And that's the, he, I was on his podcast when I, when I first released my first DVD. So lots of people, um, you know, even, even some, some people who have performance careers, you know, how they interact with their audience 
Man, I get inspiration from everywhere, but a lot of it is a lot of it is just sort of looking at how other people engage with their audience and then seeing how I can relate it to to my audience. And you know, talking to musicians and interacting with musicians is a, is a uh, is a delicate subject. You know, it's it's something that you got to be careful with. You know, you don't want to you know that we're, we're sensitive people, and most of the time we're we're very educated too. So you have to you know you have to have a you have to have kind of a, a cool approach to doing it, I guess. Steve, we're about out of time. I'm gonna cut it. I'm gonna cut it off right here. Unless you have something else you want to have, we're gonna stop right here. And I want to just say thank you so much for sharing your knowledge with us today, Chris. It's absolutely been a pleasure, and thank you so much for the audience for listening in. If you guys are interested in getting any of my free lessons, all please stop by the site freejazzlessons.com. Sign up for the email list, interact with the community there. There are, like I said, over 60,000 visitors per month coming in, checking out the lessons, hanging out, asking questions, and just, you know, trying to learn this incredible art form of jazz. So once again, Chris, thank you so much for having me, and I'll see you guys soon. Thanks a lot, Steve. That was our talk with pianist Steve Nixon, owner of freejazzlessons.com and the creator of Jazz Masters Method. Thanks a lot, Steve, for sharing with us. We have a lot to consider. We have a lot to act on. So right now, I want to encourage all of you listening. Go ahead. Create some content on YouTube. Create content on your own blog. The main thing is that you are consistent and diligent in your effort. Everything will catch on after that. And we're going to do some more educating on these topics, how to do these things successfully. Go back three episodes and listen to the talk we had with John Ojaka about email marketing. And these things will start to click for you. It's a combination of these things that make the whole package work. Thanks for pressing play on episode number 10. And we'll catch you on the next one. Take it easy and God bless you.